Wild Dream, where we give you the freshest takes on the latest movies. My name is David. And my name is Daniel. And this is the start of the Halloween Spooktacular. For those of you who have been paying attention to the social media, you know that something big was coming soon. Something massive. Something massive. If I dare say. Last year, for the real ones, they remember the Halloween spooktacular month of horror. (laughs) Well, guess what? It's back and it's better than ever because this year, instead of doing one month, we're doing one (laughs) month and three quarters. (laughs) 1.75 months. 1.75 months of horror. (laughs) Um, That's right. For the next expected seven weeks, we will be doing nothing but horror as a part of our Halloween Spooktacular event. Uh, We love to do events here. We've done the Halloween Spooktacular. We also did the movie Blockbuster event. And the Halloween Spooktacular is back. And it's bigger, and it's better, and we're we're up in the ante, baby. Okay, and it's scarier. It's scarier this year. It's so scary. I'm freaking out. Personally. I'm freaking the hell out. I'm legitimately like, hold I on. don't know if I can handle how many horror movies we're gonna go. Daniel is shaking. He's literally shaking. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, Editor, add in a chattering noise, a skull <laughs> chattering noise. So this month, and. Three quarters is going to be nothing but horror movies, uh, maybe a bottle episode, maybe some special stuff. It's going to be incredible. And we are so happy to bring this back. And we are starting this off with an absolute fucking banger <laughs> of a dog shit movie. <laughs> and that would be the, the nine two uh, too fast, too furious. Now, Daniel, I feel like we've talked about the nun one. We have talked we about have. the nun. Yeah. What, what, what was it? What was it? Let we, me jog your memory. Um, we have talked about the nun one on this podcast, and it was when you were talking about your least favorite horror movies of all oh, time. Oh, that's right. My bottom five horror <laughs> movies of all time. I talked about the nun. Uh, the nun one was is one of the worst horror movies I've ever seen. Bottom five. And it is so bad. It is so bad. How bad is it? It is so bad that it is both the worst paranormal movie I've ever seen and the worst zombie movie I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) This new one does not disappoint in the fact that it exclusively disappoints. <laughs> <laughs> True. And I, I, I want to let the listeners know, I have never seen The Nun 1. So in preparation for this movie, I tried to watch The Nun 1 last night and I had to turn it off after like 25, 30 minutes because it was fucking horrible. I'm not going to lie. During this movie, during The Nun 2, I told Daniel, I said, hey, have we announced that we're doing The Nun yet? And he said, no. <laughs> I said, all right, so we have an out. So if we want to walk out, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's nothing stopping Let's us. Let's finally do that Barbie review. <laughs> fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck it, dude. <laughs> fuck it. I'd rather go to the other theater and go see uh, the fucking Haunted Mansion that was still playing, <laughs> which is, you know why I haven't gone to go see that yet? Even though you would think like me and Taylor, like that's something that we would want to go do. 
It's that I went to go look at it and I saw that it was two hours. I was like, oh, fuck that. Damn. <laughs> two hour Disney movie? Yeah, fuck. Count that, me dude. out, player. That's what I'm saying. No, this movie, you know, okay, I'm just going to talk about The Nun 1 for just a little bit. Just a okay? second. Let's get some, which which this movie does a lot. It talks about The Nun 1. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's not, it's not just me who talks about The Nun 1. <laughs> exactly. all the time. Uh, you the get nun, a pass. Nun 1, and then this is <laughs> Nun 2. I'm getting confused. <laughs> uh, so the nun one, or known as the nun, <laughs> aka the nun. AKA the nun, is so bad because it tries to be every type of horror movie. It it literally has zombies in it a ton. It has demons. It has ghosts. It isn't scary at all. Um, it has a lot of like historical things added to it to try and make it scarier. But one of the things that you have to understand about this being a continuation is that the character of the nun, like the bad the titular guy, nun, the titular if nun, I, if I may, um, <laughs> and she is the most fucking overpowered paranormal entity of all time. She is a god of being a demon. Okay, hey, so <laughs> she like there's a moment in Nun One where she teleports a man into the middle of a graveyard and then instantly buries him alive. She actually does. It's not like a dream. She actually does this. That's correct. I remember that scene. That was about right after that was when I turned that movie off, I think. Right. Um, she does all kinds of shit with teleportation, telekinesis, setting things on fire, smashing things. She can possess a body and exist as her own entity separately in two separate areas. She can manifest the fucking uh, you know, apparitions of other people to make you think that those people are there when they're actually already dead. Like, she is so fucking powerful. That she seems unstoppable. And the way they defeat her is they just luckily she doesn't she decides not to kill them. She like plays around with them and is like holding them by the neck. She's like, oh, I'm going to kill you. I'm gonna, I swear I'm going to kill you. You're going to make like, me say it. <laughs> you're going to make me do it. You're going to make me. Eat you. I don't care that you broke your elbow. And <laughs> the nun credits. The nun credits. <laughs> a better movie, actually. Um, no, the this the nun one was so bad. Like, here's how the nun one ends. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the nun. Okay, at the end of the nun one, the main character, uh, I Irene, Irene, Irene. This character at the end of the nun one is in a room full of water, and the nun. And she has a vial with the blood of Christ in it. And Flex. she gets held by her neck. Uh, and then the nun pulls her up to her. And in my head, I was thinking, and I think actually I said this out loud because I rewatched the movie last night, too. Um, I said, what what's what's her plan here? And when I say what's her plan here, I was talking about the nun. She holds her up by the neck and she's like pulling her towards her as if she's going to like bite her face off and I'm like <laughs> you've burned people to death and sucked their soul out of their body but this girl you want to bite her like are you gonna eat her what how do you kill people because you've Maybe never she was attracted to her you, she was trying to kiss her you never had to even choke people in the all, the all your other kills in this movie but okay and then she reveals turns out she had the blood of the Christ in her mouth and spits it in the nun's face and that's how she defeats her. And then I was like, wait, wait, wait. I was worried about what the nun's plan was here. Your plan was to spit it in her. What if she didn't hold you up? What if she just drowned you in the water right below? Like, I'm just like, this is the dumbest shit ever. It's, hey, let's fight ghosts with a gun. Uh, literally, dude shoots a fucking ghost like three times. 
<laughs> it's just like, I don't get it, man. I don't. And then they have this fucking Indiana Jones looking ass. And it's just, it's just so bad. It is so bad. So going into the Nun 2, boy, oh boy, was I nervous. I was a little bit excited because I'm like Halloween spectacular, right? Yeah. Like, let's get hype. Scary movies in general. Scary fun. movies in general. Get I love that. Also, if you guys haven't been paying attention, we did, uh, we took a break for Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And then we did three bottle episodes in a row. So we haven't even been to the theater in a month. Yep. So I was excited for that, too. I was excited to go back to the theater. I was excited to go see a horror movie. I was excited to start the Halloween Spectacular. And man, this movie was so bad. I almost it almost ruined my mood. It almost <laughs> it almost made me come home and take all my decorations. Out. <laughs> You're like, you know what? Halloween's fucking <laughs> Halloween <stupid>. sucks ass. <laughs> Daniel, you want to give some of your spoiler-free thoughts on this one? Sure, we'll go ahead and dive in. Um, it was more entertaining than the Nun one, in my opinion. Of what you saw of the Nun. Of one. what I saw of the Nun one, um, but uh, it, it it's funny because it, it it definitely suffers from sequel syndrome in that it's like let's make the exact same movie. You know, like where that yeah. that happens. So all the tropes that Dave just went over and all these bad ideas and bad uh, decision makings and logic, it all exists again. Um, the nun, again, does things where it's like, why you just showed that you're a omniscient. What is that? What's that word? Like, yeah, I don't even know. But yeah, it's just. But yeah, you're just a completely, fully powerful God that can. You know, you are an all powerful demon. Yeah, you, you, we've seen in this exact movie, you do things that are immediate death, but then you decide to spare characters for no reason. Right. It makes no sense. We'll get more into spoiler, you know, we'll get more detail in that in spoiler talk. But uh, I will say it was lit, like the cinematography and the filmmaking itself was fine. It was fine. Um, I didn't Nothing have, to marvel at. Yeah, not really. I mean, there were some shots where I was like, damn, that's a really impressive shot, even though it doesn't serve as much. Um, I'm thinking specifically, of- do you remember that there's a shot in the uh, school that they're at? That goes into the doors and then up through the winding staircase and then lands on a character talking and then follows her as she walks. It was very like choreographed and like a lot of. I was like, wow, that's a really impressive well, shot. Happen. There's stuff that happens in the school. Fuck. <laughs> no, point, no point in me going to go see it. Now. Um, but uh, yeah, so like I don't know. That's just, the filmmaking itself. Like yeah, lighting, cinematography, actual camera work, all this stuff. It was totally fine. It looks. It looks. You know, it looks good. But. Um, Everything else, um, maybe like half of the acting is probably pretty good. It's fine. There's nothing that makes me like dro- like groan in terms of the acting. Right, exactly. Yeah. So like, but I'll the dialogue that. is terrible. The so dialogue that, that's, is horrible, that's which we'll get more into that as well. But yeah, so this this is just my my real spoiler free take is like this is. Uh, if you want to know what's wrong with horror movies, this is it. Yep. This is the hundred percent. This is the bad pop radio music of horror movies. This is the we got to stop giving money to American creators to make horror movies. It's it, it's they haven't done anything creative in too fucking long. Like when I think of my spoiler free like thoughts on this movie, it, my issue is that I don't like what they did in the first five sequences of horror in the first act. Therefore, I did not like the rest of the movie. Like my biggest complaint of this movie is how fucking repetitive every single horror sequence was. It was the exact same bullshit cookie cutter 
absolutely nothing interesting or, or creative or new or exciting happened with the elements of horror in this movie. And then they just repeated those elements over and over and over and over again, just bashing it over the fucking head. And I'm like, this wasn't good in the first one. It, it's not good now. And speaking of the, the, the director, like the guy, this guy has made all the fucking worst movies in this cinematic universe. And I'm not surprised by that. Because he has no idea what the fuck he's doing. Like, it just drives me crazy that this fucking, you know, this franchise, I guess if you want to call it, that was started by James Wan, who has also fallen off, but that's beside the point, (laughs) was given to, like, now this guy's in charge of it. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, it just pisses me off because it's like, like I say, it's just like, there is not a single shot that is set up with the intention of horror that is new, creative, or interesting. It is the same, let's shoot into the dark corner. Oh, the nun is there in the dark corner. <laughs> if you are not afraid of the image of the nun, you will not be afraid for a single moment in this entire movie. Which is, uh, I'm glad you brought that up, because that's some backstory I want to give as well. Um, I was talking about this with with Taylor Taylor was saying that in the original Conjuring movies, she was very scared of the nun character when it was first introduced in the, through the Conjuring. She was scared of it already, but I was telling her that that was my that was why I never saw the nun. Um, I I was like that. I never thought the nun was scary. It looks like Marilyn Manson to me. Like I'm just like Literally. yeah. I grew up with Marilyn Manson. I know what that. I know what that looks like. Slipknot is scarier than <laughs> low key, <laughs> low key. Um, so yeah, just uh, from the get go, I'm like, okay, this is not going to scare me. So yeah, and Dave is like 100 percent like on the nose on that. If you are not scared of just the face of the nun, um, you're not going to be scared by this movie. And if you're not scared by the face of the nun transforming into who God knows what at times which we'll also get into it's just it's so bad it's so bad and like you said it's uh something i didn't say in terms of spoiler free talk is this movie pissed me off it really did right i remember like halfway if not a little more than halfway to the through the movie i was like i i'm gonna find who made this movie (laughs) i need to have a stern talking with them and i need to tell them to stop making daniel is really considering sending a strongly worded i will do it I will literally. Ooh, don't even. Don't make him. Don't make him create a letterbox account. You do know what? Not make him do that. I'll send a letter to his mother. I'll send a letter to his parents. And do you uh, know what your son is doing? Do you know what your son is doing? Do you know what your son is participating? They're in? like, yeah, that shit sucks. <laughs> um, They're like, we yeah, told we, him to be a doctor. <laughs> yeah, it just it pissed me off, and it's it and it's it's because of that. It is because you've already done this thing that doesn't not only doesn't work, but it has never worked for years, and it's a completely repeated bullshit not creative thing and you're doing it not only repetitively so you do it a million more times in the movie but each sequence takes for fucking ever okay thank you because now you've brought up a point that i want to bring up (laughs) the pacing in this movie was so bad how bad was it it was the first time i think i've ever laughed out loud at the pacing of a movie. <laughs> I know what scene you're talking about. Yeah. It's, I started laughing out yeah. loud because I was like, this is so bad. The pacing of the pacing, the pacing guys, yeah. the pacing was so bad. 
I started laughing out loud in the theater at the fucking movie. And if you want to know what scene he laughed at, stick around. This is why we look. This is why, this we, why do, we do separate that's sections. Right. That's right. That's, that's right. right. You got to stay. You got to listen. Um, but yeah, I, I knew I know exactly what scene you're talking about. And yes, I was like, there's no fucking way this is not a comedy. There's no way. <laughs> there's no fucking way. Yeah. And what's crazy is it's almost ev- no, okay, sorry. It's not almost. My apologies. It is every single <laughs> sequence. Every single sequence of horror is paced fucking god awfully. And then this out. the amount of just filler in this movie. Yep. Of characters I don't give a fuck about. Yeah, which by the way, of, this movie is a detective buddy cop drama. Oh yeah, in case you guys didn't know, this is not a paranormal. Yeah, this is a buddy cop uh detective. And like here's here's the biggest thing. That I was thinking throughout this whole movie. And this this may be a spoiler. So if you don't want to hear that, that's the last thing we'll say. And then we're going to go into spoiler talk. Me and Daniel, before we decided to commit to AMC, we were like, let's go see a movie at AMC first and check it out. We did it on a week where we took a break and we went to go see the movie Pray for the Devil. This movie might be worse than Pray for the Devil. <laughs> And what's crazy is that they are essentially the exact same movie. Oh, yeah. They're very, uh, yeah, very close to each other. So if you guys have seen that one, you already know, like, this is because I when I saw that movie, I was like, okay, like what what makes the nun worse than pray for the devil is that pray for the devil was more (laughs) self-aware than the nun, too. That's the last thing I'm going to say. Spoiler free talk. Daniel, you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's tear this shit apart. Let's do it. Daniel? Are are you okay? (coughs) Ah, Yeah, sorry. I had a spoiler alert stuck in my throat. Spoiler alert. All right. The Nun 2. Speaking of not being self-aware, I'm just going to read the synopsis that they have for it. You ready? Yeah. In case you guys (laughs) didn't know whether or not we uh, write the synopsis or we get it off of something, we definitely do get it from something. (laughs) And this is will make that very clear. 1956, France. A priest is murdered. An evil is spreading. The sequel to the worldwide smash hit follows Sister Irene as she once again comes face to face with Valak, the demon nun. Worldwide smash hit. <laughs> worldwide. They do not know that people watch their movie as a joke. Right. Like, come on now. How do you not know that? Like, the, like the only thing that that synopsis is missing is at the end saying, and this time it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which, yeah. Um, so let's talk about the opening of this movie, because w- when I tell you guys that this movie is wholly uncreative. <laughs> Pun intended. Pun intended. Um, they, they set the tone of, hey, we've, we're not going to fucking try anything new. We're just going to reuse cookie cutter bullshit. Oh, shit. Here we go again. That's right. One of the first sequence of horror in this entire movie in the opening scene is a little boy kicking a ball into an empty hallway. Wait for it. Wait, wait for wait. it. And the ball rolls back to him. <gasps> We've never seen anything like that before. We literally got this this uh, concept in horror in The Changeling in 1980. In 1980. Like, I'm not saying it's the first time. Again, I haven't seen every fucking horror movie, but... 
Why you have dude? Well, shut shut this down. Shut this down. Podcast is done. Dave just revealed a massive flaw. You haven't seen every horror movie, and you're doing a spooktacular. Well, that's what the spooktacular is for. By the end of this, we oh, will have seen every horror movie. Good point. All right, shout out. So, yeah, just terrible, terrible. Like they, th- this is the introduction to the movie. Hey, we're doing something that's been done a million times. That's not scary anymore. No one fucking gives a shit. And then they immediately. Immediately follow it up with, again, setting the tone for the movie by having the nun boil an entire bowl of holy water inside of a church. Again, she's a demon, by the way, just so y'all, y'all know, whose biggest enemy, whose biggest threat is God. Uh, inside of a church with a priest there boils an entire bowl of holy water. And then levitates the priest into the air and burns him alive inside of a church. I know what you're thinking. How do you beat this kind of power? Well, she doesn't do shit like that for the rest of the fucking movie. Yeah. I'm like, you were literally an all powerful being who can just defy your greatest weakness. You are Superman without the kryptonite. Like, that's how fucking powerful you are. And yet she's like. I'm going to spook this little girl. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, is the this? more you think about it, yeah, it's really like, wait, what? Like, all these scenes that come, you know, later in the movie, it's like, why? Why are we doing this? Even the way that she does kill some characters later on, it's like, why do all that? I don't, I, God, I don't know. Again, this movie pissed me off, and, and this was one of the main reasons. I was like, you can't. This happens in superhero movies, too. It's why I don't like superhero movies. It is hard to keep logic if you make people this powerful and then all of a sudden they're not powerful when you need them to not be powerful for convenience sake. And this is horrific example of that. This is worse than any superhero movie. Yeah, because it's like at least horrible. at least when you're watching Superman, you know that kryptonite will kill them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. In this, and at least like, they try in Marvel too. It's like Marvel, like they actually do try to make these tiers and different areas and realms of what powers are which and which was who's more powerful than this person and who's more powerful than this person. There's kind of at least an established tier of that, and they at least try. But God, this is like this. Make this movie doesn't make any fucking sense. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like and like I said, we're gonna keep talking here. In, in every facet of that. This, this movie doesn't make any sense. And I want to say, too, we, what, what also gets established here is the um, repeated, the thing that they will repeat 500 million times is quiet, loud. Yeah. Quiet, oh, yeah. This loud. Is Taylor's biggest complaint, <laughs> biggest complaint of this demon character is she's like, is she a fucking dinosaur? Like she, she goes, <laughs> She like growls and like yells like an like an animal. For real, the nun, the nun too, uh, the nun too. Yeah, so like yeah, there's, it's just that whole ball scene is like not that ball scene. Hey, hey, mind out of the gutter, folks. Um, yeah, but, I know this was a scene with a priest and a little boy, but it's just not the ball not, we're talking. Well, not the ball scene we're talking. About. Um, no, the uh, yeah, the little uh, scene with him kicking the ball into the thing. It ends in a jump scare of her breaking the glass behind him. And again, it's just it's just they drop all audio levels to be completely quiet. And because they draw it out, like we said, it just keeps cutting from him to the empty hallway to him to the empty hallway to him. So it's just silence. 
and repeated cuts of going back and forth and then a jump scare happening. So not only are you drawing it out, but that's literally the definition of boring. Yeah. There's no sound happening. There's nothing happening on screen. Right. Nothing's happening. Bro, so, I don't understand. Yeah. Here's the other thing this scene establishes, too. Once they see the demon has boiled the the holy water, they look up into the corner, and it's a, a pitch black corner, which, by the way, how bad is the lighting in every fucking room and every house and <laughs> every building that every every room has a pitch black corner in this entire movie. <laughs> yeah. But there's a pitch black corner and you just see the sh- just the hinting of the face and then the eyes glow yellow, which that's important. This happens every yeah. time her eyes glow yellow. And then <laughs> and then he So we also establish oh, this is fucking scary if you're scared of that face. If you're not scared of that face and it just looks like Marilyn Manson yeah, to yeah. you or actually I've seen pictures of the actress who plays her and it's literally just this woman with white face paint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she just looks exactly like this. If you're not afraid of that, this scene is not scary at all. So it establishes everything bad about this movie and it just continues from there. Now, Dan, I, I know you're going to want to talk about this because both of us were just immediately like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. The very next scene, we finally, you know, we get, oh, okay, we're going to cut back to our character from the first movie, our our heroine, uh, you know, and uh, I, Sister Irene. Sister Irene. Sister Irene. One of my biggest uh, celebrity crushes. Celebrity dude. crushes. Honestly, me too. Here's what, Beautiful. Here, here's what I think. You know how, like, uh, like, when women, like, fawn over a guy like Jason Sudeikis or, like, Colin Jost or whatever. A lot of men will be like, women are literally fawning over this most vanilla looking dude ever, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is uh, this actress to us. Like, on the surface, I totally get that. She's just like a vanilla, like you could see her on the street, but I find her so unbelievably attractive. It's crazy. <laughs> Me too. She's gorgeous, and so is her older sister who plays Lorraine Warren in The Conjuring. Um, I've had a crush I, on I her, know as her well more since, as, uh, from being Bates Motel, honestly. I, I think Running Scared. Running oh, scared. dude, yes. Ever since Running Scared, I've just Which, oh, if, hey, if you're going to develop beautiful. a crush on uh, on Vera, the Running Scared's the, the movie to do it. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. So shout out to this family because apparently their genes are amazing. But um, and, and I think they're both good actresses as well. And um, uh, that's, that's, why very I, true. that's why I said in the spoiler alert, like, yeah, the acting's fine. There's one yeah, line obviously, that made me you know, cringe, but yeah. Tasa is, is uh, she's, you know, she's the one from American Horror Story. Oh, yeah. You know, this is who we're talking about. So, like, she's, she's been known and kind of in the horror scene for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, she did that one terrible rom-com. Well, not even rom-com. It was just a teen romantic Oh, my movie. gosh. What was that called? Six Years or something like that. Yeah, Six Years or something. Yeah. So, you know. And she, like, put her hands through her hair. It's just crazy the that entire <laughs> both of these women who are, like, really, really talented actresses who both, like, when coming onto the scene were like, okay, these people are, like, legit good. Um, don't. They're both, like, in this now. Like, they're both, like, trapped in this cinematic universe now. I don't know if they're trapped, though. That's well, what you know what I'm saying? saying. I know they're making buku bucks off of this I mean, it is funny because when I first saw... So, like I said, I watched The Nun for the first time last night. And as soon... Because I didn't know who was in that movie. And then it starts. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. The nepotism of this fucking... Of this people... Hey, True. you know who should be in this universe? My little sister. <laughs> you guys should really get her on screen. She's great. I recommend having a fat character in your movies. God forbid. God forbid. Literally, God forbid. <laughs> Literally, God forbid. Uh, 
but no, we, we get introduced to this character and, um, this movie is like uh, trying to be a sitcom at moments. It's literally like freaking, you know, this one's like this sister, Irene, sister, Irene. And she's like, let me guess. It's sister Jessica again or whatever her fucking name was. What was her name? Do you even remember? It's sister Deborah is her name. And then the conversation. Okay. So, so we are made to believe this, uh, sister Irene works at this, Boarding school? No, she doesn't work at the boarding school. Oh, wait. She's at the... They're this, at the boarding school. What is this called? A monastery? Monastery. Okay, so Sister More Irene... More like Scary. Oh, oh! The nun. The nun. So <laughs> Sister Irene works at this monastery, <laughs> and she is, like, well-known for, you know, being a problem solver. That's how they kind of establish her, her character. Oh, she, she gets shit done. She gets shit done. And so this other hands dirty. person makes it clear that she talks to this other woman named Sister Deborah a lot because she's, she's the like only a, one yeah. who can get through to her. She's like a mentor she, almost. Because Sister Deborah, she's not like other nuns. <laughs> she's not like other nuns. <laughs> she smokes cigarettes and now she's skipping confession. She goes, just for wanting to skip confession is a good enough reason to go. And I'm like, okay. And then they have a conversation that would make you believe they've never <laughs> talked to each other ever. ever. That's right. Uh, this is where we, again, we're very early into the movie here. And this is where this gets established because this gets repeated as well is the horrific exposition. Well, the, actually, the exposition, I'm glad you used that phrase because the exposition was the scariest thing in this movie. <laughs> it was horrific. It um, was horrific. You guys know this very natural conversation that you have with your friends where you're like, hey, what are you doing? And they go, hanging out. No one understands me. You see, when I was young, I was. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not normal. When me and Taylor first met, I was like, when I was growing up. <laughs> It was just me and my family, and that was it. Four years later, so-and-so comes in. Then they did, man, shut the fuck up. No one She's talks like, like this. Bro, it, it is so bad. It is Horrible. so bad that this character is like, my mom wanted me to do this. My dad wanted this. My dad got his way with me, and now I'm here. He also wanted my brothers. I have three brothers, and each of them did that. I was like, <laughs> we got to know about your brothers, too? Shit. <laughs> God damn. We got to know everything about your character's life right now. Uh, which, you know, I don't even want to know. You know why? I don't, you know, why I don't want to know any of her, her personal information. Why? Cause it ain't none of my business. Oh! Hey! <laughs> I said it. I said it. You said it. This character is also the only person of color in this franchise. Uh, <laughs> other than La Llorona. Okay. Yeah. We have La Llorona outside of that. Every other character is not. And, uh, they're immediately like, yeah, we had to move out of Alabama because of racism. And I'm like, tight, tight, sick, <laughs> sick tight, cool. Tight. Um, why are you here again? She's like, she's like basically establishing. She barely even believes in God and she's at a monastery to become a nun. I'm like, okay. Uh, apparently this is a kind of place that you can just send your children to. I go, oh, it's like, it's like, uh, the fucking Northman and, uh, the Watchmen and Game of Thrones. What are they called? <laughs> the, the Ravens, uh, the Ravens, <laughs> The Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens. That is in the north. Thank that you. Is in the north. Thank, Thank you. Yeah. you. Um, so yeah, the Ravens Watch or the Night Watch, something like that. Whatever. The but Night's yeah, Watch. It's yeah. essentially like yeah, it's the female version of military school or whatever back then. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Which again, what is back then? They don't really establish that. They Anyways, don't. <laughs> uh, so two thousand three. These, these <laughs> two characters. 
are getting to know each other. Then we get to uh, see one of our other characters, one of our OGs, our boy Frenchie. Frenchie, what a hunk. What a hunk, dude. This guy, off-brand Tom Hardy. And they call him Frenchie because he has a Scottish accent. Right. He is from France. Which when Question I, mark? Question mark. Which, when we said, we, we said nothing in this movie makes sense, right? Yeah. We are in Europe. Europe. Um, we have. I believe this is Austria that 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 Frenchie is in. Yeah, Frenchie's in uh, Romania, I believe. No, 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 Romania is where all of the stuff from the first movie happened. Okay, he's so moving now across he's uh-huh. Europe, and he is now in Austria, according to Taylor. Okay, Taylor or Hung- Hungary, Hungary, Europe. It's <laughs> but he has a Scottish accent, but he goes by Frenchie. I don't understand that at all. Um, and uh, yeah, he's a total hunk, and he's like. This is the rom-com part of the movie a little bit, right? Like, uh, he's working at a, he's a, he's a fixer-upper. He's a, what do you call it, like a handyman? I can fix that. He's I basically, that, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's a handyman at a boarding school, at a all-female boarding school, which, sus, bro. <laughs> right. We immediately say this. We immediately say this. He's like, has like a friendly interaction with a little girl at the thing, and we're like, bro, go away. <laughs> Go this away. is not appropriate. Absolutely no part of this is appropriate. And he's crushing on one of the teachers there, and the teacher is the mom of the loser kid who no one likes. Yeah, you, the, you always you establish like there's these little girls who are um, the bullies. They're the mean girls, and then this little girl is the loser kid who gets picked on and made fun of. And her mom is the teacher with this entire massive boarding school. There's one teacher, but whatever. Uh, and, <laughs> Honestly, though, and one nun at this Catholic school, by the way. So there's that too. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of this world doesn't make any sense. Sure doesn't. It's a it's a Catholic school that doesn't have a chapel. Make that make sense. Uh, then they have a teacher who in Austria, Hungary, one of those two places, who is Scottish, um, who none of them speak any language other than English. Uh, the kids have French accents. And then her daughter is Irish. Yeah, her daughter sounds Irish to me uh, more so. That, again, none of the accents match up. Oh, the yeah. The character everyone... from France named Frenchie has an Irish accent. No, he has a Scottish accent. Scottish accent. Point, yeah. You get what I'm saying, though. Like, like again, it's the, messy. the world building is Everyone speaks English, like you said. It's it's rough, okay? And uh, anyways, this is, the, this is the whole setup of the movie, is now you're going to get what's happening to Frenchie at, over at the boarding school in Hungary, and then you're going to cut that back and forth between what's the crime buddy cop drama of what's happening with uh, Sister Irene and Sister Deborah. Right. So here's the issue with everything about Frenchie's side. Remember when I said earlier, the filler in this movie is just way too long and way too fucking boring. It is just scene after scene after scene of just this man working at this school. Yeah. That's all it is. Like there are, there's like one sequence way later in the movie of the little girl getting bullied that actually matters at the end of the movie. But other than that, it is just scene after scene. Oh, he's friendly with this little girl. Oh, he's crushing on this teacher. Oh, he fixes this thing for this teacher. And these girls are mean. And what does this fucking matter in the grand scheme of a demon fucking destroying the world? Right. And it's, uh, 
Yeah, like you said, it takes up a lot of the movie, and I haven't even mentioned the score for this movie. The music is copy-paste, uh, royalty-free-ass shit, where it's just this... Uh, Which, I, again, in The Conjuring, I, you get some really great original music. You know, And you t- take James Wan, you go Insidious. We just played a sting from Insidious at the beginning of this movie, where Insidious yeah, even does creative fire. things with their music and their... Saw, song. even. Dude, Saw. It's like... Yeah. And then now, whoever this fucking Michael Chavez guy is... <laughs> David has beef with Michael. Dude, I, look Michael at his... Chaves. Look at his fucking... <laughs> Resume. It's dog shit. <laughs> this guy makes so much money to do this because he was handed. Uh, who the who is he fucking? Who is he fucking? James Wan. Apparently, because he was handed an extremely profitable franchise and he has no idea what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, it's it's rough, guys. It's so bad. It's rough. Imagine getting this budget with this profit with this these actors with this fucking franchise and this is what you're doing with it like it just blows my mind dude. I, anyways point is everything with Frenchie is boring but here's the fucking cool part here's the buddy cop part I know Daniel wants to talk about this because this shit was so funny to me <laughs> the buddy cop thing yeah when when they're introduced yes. to the uh, to the, the bishop or whatever yeah so sister Deborah has no idea about any of sister Irene's past but this gets she revealed. She doesn't know that she fucking murked that, but she mollywopped yeah. his nuts ass in the first movie. Now, they have this whole scene, too, which I'll skip over quickly, where they, for some reason, they just are all sitting around, all these little uh, protégés and the head nun. And she's like, hey, guys, let me tell you a story. And then she tells the story of everything that happened in the nun one. Um, again, we talk about bad exposition. Just stare, stare into the camera at that point. Shut, shut the fuck up. She literally tells the entire story of the nun one. It's and they're ridiculous. like, and then what happened to them? They're like, well, you know, the priest was made a bishop. No one knows what happened to the nun. And then she looks up. She's like, wait a minute. That's um, me. And then, so eventually they get word of what happened in the opening scene of this movie with the priest getting set on fire. And they are like, we got <laughs> we got to call back up. Get the specialist, you know who, and uh, so the, <laughs> so I'm I'm serious. It really does feel like the the Catholic uh, you know version of this like special agent type movie. Yeah, because they call in uh, they call in Sister Irene, right? And they have pictures. They start putting pictures on the table of all these crimes that have happened. Crime scene, literally crime scene, photos. crime scene photos, and they're like this. Smack it down. This was in, you know, so in France. This happened in France. Nun killed herself. None. Remember when the nun killed herself in the last, last movie? movie? And then the next Let's throw one. Throw down the next one. This is in so-and-so. This is, and then they throw down, of course, the one most recent. And then, then we got this one in Italy. This uh, this priest got immolated, you know, whatever. Um, so they just keep throwing all these. And they're like. And notice. Sister Irene looks up at them. And she goes, guys, I'm retired. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, guys, I don't do this anymore. And, and they're they like, go, come on. It's wh- the nun. It's the nun. Oh, well, then that makes it personal. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it personal. <laughs> One last job. And then I'm out for real. Um, so, yeah, just very crime like buddy. And then, of course. I wish they had actually done that. Because what oh, we're talking be about so would have been funny. funnier. Yeah. But they, awesome. it's like it, it's literally that. But without those lines, like she literally goes. I can't do this. And they're like, you have to. You're the only one who can stop her. <laughs> and she's like, y'all don't know what happened last time. I almost died. <laughs> I'm and lucky to be alive. I'm lucky to be alive right now. She <laughs> lights a cigarette. <laughs> Is it this nun bitch again? <laughs> <laughs> she's so, still at it, huh? She still hasn't had enough. 
this again. She's coming back for more. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, and then they, God, see, we they should have done it. This is they funny. Done this is it. Awesome. At least pray for the devil. Actually, does like right. nah, like we're demon hunters. Yeah, like, we're demon hunters. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's very funny and. Uh, this is how Sister Deborah gets involved because she's there as they're debriefing her on her mission. <laughs> and uh, Sister Deborah essentially follows her uh, on the mission and is like, you need me. And she's like, what, do you, what the fuck are you she's talking like, about? You haven't taken your vows. You don't believe in God. And we're going to go fight a demon together? Yeah. You and then she's like, cigarettes? She's like, um, but you need me, though. She's but you like, need me. All right, cool. She's <laughs> like, all right, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, literally need, does not explain yeah. what, what what qualifications this bitch yeah, has. Yeah, very stupid. They could have sent anyone with her. Dude, I don't so know. So that begins their their little uh, investigation. Hunt, investigation, journey. exactly. And so, and then what you this, also get yeah, on right? the other side is you get Frenchie. Yeah, um, forty two more scenes of him working at this school. Right, and he the only twist you really the only twist of anything interesting I guess you, that you get is that clearly he is being possessed by. Uh, the d- nun Valak, yeah, the so demon, the, the, the nun, nun Valak. <laughs> they would have called the movie how Valak many, if they wanted the the character's name to be Valak. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> how many how many monikers do they have? But um, they can't say the name of the demon in the movie because in the Conjuring they explain that once you know the name of the demon, you have control over them, and then you know. Lorraine Warren gets the name. So that's why they can't say what their name is. The ah, whole fucking okay. I was, I didn't even know that. So we have this, um, let's say non-binary <laughs> peaky blinders looking motherfucker. <laughs> looking ass. Uh, just this little kid that I think intentionally was made to look, uh, gender ambiguous. Um, well they see, we, we <laughs> can't cancel me, baby. <laughs> We're, getting better. We're getting better. Uh, they go, I didn't fuck up on the, on the talk to me episode. <laughs> Don't guys. I fucked up guys. I'm <laughs> That's sorry. That's a good episode though. It is a good episode. Great episode. Um, dude, now I'm thinking about it. Our last episode was talk to me. Talk to me was our last theater episode. And then our last movie episode was Videodrome. We've only done horror since talk to me. Just saying. We're horror boys. Hell yeah. This Peaky Blinders character is like a uh, grocery, like a grocery clerk type. Something. What do you call it? Who knows, Instacart, man. but back then. Yeah. Because they, they bring in this wagon full of different jars of groceries. And apparently groceries. they can just walk into people's houses too, but whatever. Yeah, and this is another, here's another, uh, uh, again, when we talk about what makes horror bad and horror movies like this bad, you get dumb decision making that doesn't make any logical sense. Yeah. You can't even, yeah. you can't even back it up. At least if you have dumb characters, you can back it up by something, and that's like, okay, fine. But this doesn't even have that. Back that ass. Back that ass. So this is like, knock, 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 no one answers, but then the door goes. Door opens. And again, when I talk to you guys about the pacing, the the amount of time it takes this kid from the time the door opens to them making a decision to walk through the door I swear to God, it's 20 minutes. <laughs> like, tell me I'm wrong. Like, again, the pacing, the door. Um, I'm, I'm going to fact check you on that. I'm going to fact check you on that. Okay. Daniel's looking up. He's looking up the time code. 19 minutes and 30 19 seconds. 19 minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. Sorry, I'm not as good at remembering <laughs> numbers like Daniel is. So, the, the door opens. And I... It, it drops to dead silence, too, by the way. So, they Classic. set this up as well. Classic. Uh, and then... Again, the character just stares at the door, turns back, stares at the door again, cut to inside of the house, cut to outside looking in, <laughs> cut back to the inside of the house looking at the kid, sit there for a little bit, 
And I'm just like, can and I literally like turn to Taylor in the movie theater and I say, oh no, please not a fucking door, dude. Please not a door. <laughs> not a door. <laughs> not a door. And then the kid starts going in there and Taylor's like, oh my God, they're going in. I'm like, yeah, that's what we all knew was going to happen. <laughs> like, they took 40 minutes to do this. Like, I, what are like, oh my God, the pacing is just so bad. Like, and this isn't even the moment I laughed at yet, by the way. So they finally walk in. They hear like, this is what this is what the sound is, by the way. So oh, in yeah. case, if you're a child walking into a stranger's home and all you hear is <laughs> please walk towards their bedroom. <laughs> Do not go towards that sound because you're going to be scared no matter what you find. No matter what, you're traumatized. You're going to be traumatized. But luckily, it's not time. what we all thought it was, uh-huh, by the way. I'm uh-huh. not, you think I'm exaggerating, I'm not. No, it sounds like someone getting the sloppiest top you've ever heard in your life. Right. And they walk down the hallway and they see Frenchie. And Frenchie is just standing in the middle of his room, just. Now, this is something funny, too, because they do this again in the movie. And the way that they shoot this, it's it's from behind, so he, you could just see his body twitching. It looks like he's coming. It looks it, like he's coming. It Bro, looks like he's coming. We <laughs> we were saying this throughout the whole movie, and what's crazy is you have this noise with him looking like he's like about to bust. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, don't worry, the nuns in there. Oh yeah, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. I bet. Yeah. So this freak, this <laughs> nun who's a freak, freaky ass bitch, freaky ass bitch. Then she appears in, again, this man's pitch black corner of his room. Why does he have a pitch black corner? <laughs> like, go into a room that has no light in it, it, it in the middle of the day, a window and no light, okay? And just light a candle in the middle of the room and tell me how much you can see. Because the fact <laughs> that he has a window in the middle of the day in his room and he has a candle lit in the room and he still has a pitch black fucking corner of it. No way. No way. Like this. It's just the, what it is, is it's called unmotivated lighting. Like lighting needs to be motivated. This lighting is not motivated at all. It is literally CGI put into the movie for the purpose of horror. And then it's just the fucking nun in the corner. And then the nun appears again, teleports into the hallway, rises up, creates a fucking red Lighting in the whole room so she can manipulate time and fucking space to be scarier. (laughs) And then she chases down this kid with lightning speed, grabs them by the neck, pulls them up, and then snaps their fucking neck, and there's immediately blood everywhere. So again, you can do anything. You are all-powerful. You are an all-powerful being, and you are brutal, and you are merciless. Yep. That's what we're establishing. Got it. Please keep it this keep way. Keep that same energy. Keep beach. that same energy, and I would like this movie one percent more. But <laughs> still, right? right. And, but again, and now if we, later, if we like that, like I said, but, we, but this is not a main character, so obviously that's what exactly, it is. exactly, exactly. It's it's the, it's the plot. It's armor the only bullshit. scene that this character is even in. It's like yeah, they get introduced, they get killed. The amount so, of plot armor for the main characters in this movie <laughs> is insane. So stupid. Um, so again, then that's why when everything is drawn out and it takes too long and. It's worse because you already know that they're not going to die. At least if you had some kind of suspicion that they might die, the drawn out shit might be somewhat suspenseful or worth it. But it's not. It's so bad and so boring. Because and, and exactly <sighs> to your point is it's like it's that. And then for the scenes where the nun does kill someone, it's the other thing. It's I already know they're going to die. 
know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so when it's the main characters, you know they're not going to die. So it's not there's no suspense. And for the characters who aren't main characters, they establish every character who's not a main character dies. So you know for a fact they're going to die. So there's it's just it's like there were moments in this movie. And we're going to get to one really specifically that Taylor called way fucking early in the movie, too, um, where the, I in my head, I was like, am I just not in the mood for a horror movie today? Am I not like am I not like willing to be a participant in this horror? And that's why, like, because I hated the nun one so much. I refuse to believe this is scary. And I thought this during a really specific scene. I can't wait till we talk about it. And this is one of these moments, too, where I was kind of like, well, maybe if I was just kind of into like, maybe if I tr- like gaslight myself into believing, oh, this is good suspense, <laughs> then I can just feel suspenseful. And I couldn't because they just ruined every element of suspense for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it, 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 like I actually did try. I really, really tried. I really, really tried to enjoy these moments. And I just couldn't. Again, we're going to skip around a little bit because so much of this movie is just boring ass fucking filler. So True. The, the next cool thing that happens quote unquote, uh, is we get more of this investigation. Now, again, if you're watching the movie as a buddy cop comedy, it's great. Uh, but because it's supposed to be a horror movie, it's not. And what we get is a scene of sister Irene and sister Deborah, and they are going to the church from the beginning of the movie where the little boy watched the priest get murdered by the demon, by the nun. Um, by Valak, even. By Valak. <laughs> demon, nun, Valak. <laughs> she goes into this church. You can see the steps where the dead body was, which, again, it's it's just exactly a reference to the first movie. Um, because in the first movie, they have the blood on the stairs, and then they always it's always, there's always blood on the stairs, and it's always fresh blood. Anyways, so then on the other side of that, you have... Uh, her starting to have a vision. So this is something that happens in this scene and then doesn't happen for the, like like they're trying to set up this thing where this character has like, like can see visions. Like she has some kind of like paranormal ability to see demons, even though everyone in this fucking movie can see the demon. So I don't understand. Like the only thing that they really, I guess they explain it in this movie in the last movie, they say the reason why she was chosen is because of her lineage. But then they say it has something to do with the fact that she's from like Romania, like her family lineage goes back to Romania. I guess we find out what her what they actually meant by that in this movie later on. But still, she sees a vision and she's like a medium. Maybe, dude, she's going to be related to Lorraine Warren. I swear to God, bro. That's why they got her. That's why they got the sister to play. It's got to be, dude. It's got to be. Something's going on. Something's afoot. Because she's a medium, apparently, and so is Lorraine Warren, and so is Lorraine Warren's daughter, which I know Ed and Lorraine Warren are real people, but they also like aren't real people because they're con artists in <laughs> IRL and not actual ghost hunters. Anyways, so she sees these visions, Daniel. That's so raven. It's, it's the, the future, future I can see. see. That's so raven. It's actually most of the past. <laughs> like was she can imagine things yeah anyways that's me <laughs> yep, that's me uh but no she sees a vision of the priest with, with his entire burned body which i thought this was so funny because the only thing going through my head at this moment is that he's just his entire burned body he's just standing there and i was just so dead i just wanted him so bad to be like yeah no i feel fine <laughs> I, i'm great <laughs> is, it, is it hot in here um it, it's kind of warm uh-huh. and then she sees a vision of a little boy and his prayer beads which I, I forget what they're actually called rosary 
a rosary. Um, and then they, you know, she snaps out of it. Oh, it was all, it was just a vision, whatever. And then, uh, you know, this movie is so like when I, we said this movie is so repetitive, this movie is so repetitive. I don't even remember where this happens in the movie, but then I'm pretty sure it's soon after this, we get an actual dream sequence. <gasps> dream sequence. That dream sequence. Dream sequence sequence. That dream sequence. And this main character has a dream sequence where she sees Frenchie in a hallway and then he says, save me. And then uh, his teeth turn into shark teeth for whatever reason. And he <laughs> growls and roars like an animal. <laughs> For whatever fucking reason. And then she wakes up. She's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? It was all the dream. I used to read Word Up Magazine. Oh, you know what? This was before. Because we had a joke about this. Where in the dream, uh, someone says, hey, you have a visitor. And then it's him. And then he does that thing. And then she wakes up. And they're like, hey, you have a visitor. And it's the the bishop who tells her about the mission. Uh Uh, Mission. (laughs) so it was before this, but it was just funny because me and Daniel were like, please let this be like four dream sequences in a row <laughs> of just the, <laughs> like, I don't know. It just would have been so funny if she was like, eventually like, let me guess. I have a visitor. And that's what's sad. You know, what's sad is that uh, we had that joke multiple times in the movie because because of how repetitive and drawn out these sequences are where, you know, a character will go up the stairs and say, you know, Jessica. Oh, dude, that scene was so funny. Keep I going cannot, up the stairs. Yeah. Jessica. Keep going up the stairs. And so it's like, that's that's a testament to how drawn out all these fucking yeah. dumbass it, sequences these are. These sequences are so drawn out that 40 times me and Daniel say, wouldn't it be funny if they just kept doing this for like 10 minutes? <laughs> for like 10 more minutes. And then they continue to do it for 10 more minutes. I mean, seriously. It's, like, it's, so, movie, yeah. it's just so bad. Um, but no, the next, uh, here here's a part of the movie that I need to talk about because it, it's going to be, spoiler alert, my least favorite part of the movie. Oh, and this is the part of the movie that I laughed at because the pacing was so bad. That's right. Did you stick around? Did you stick around? You're being rewarded folks. So we get this scene where sister Irene runs into the little kid from the, uh, beginning of the movie. And she's like, Jacques. And again, she's in France by the way. And then he looks up at her and I'm like, you had a, probably like a one in three shot of having any kid look up at you. If you just said Jacques in France, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Like seven dudes. She's like, like, it must be him. We, oui? <laughs> uh, so yeah. But, and, and then she like walks past, like she like, it's chasing him down a, a, a dark alley. She sees a man who's just staring at her smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, okay, France, I don't know what's scary about this. Uh, <laughs> and then we get to the scene that they thought was the best thing they've ever fucking done. <laughs> the people who made this movie think this scene was fucking genius and just revolutionary. Revolutionary. I know this because it's the scene in the trailer. The trailer is 90% this scene. Mm-hmm. It is the scene with the magazines. I laughed at the pacing. I laughed at the pacing because they she gets to the, the fucking stand with the magazines. You hear the of one of the magazine things turning and then a, <laughs> it was a door hinge, <laughs> right? It sounds like it, right? It's like, why is it? These wheels are so squeaky. I, I would die if I, if this, if this was my job to fill these up. Um, and then the page starts to turn and I'm like, Oh, please not win, bro. Please, please not win. And at this point, you're thinking, and then it goes, nope, nope, it doesn't do that. It actually goes a little bit more like this, 
<laughs> and then that for like five fucking minutes. I, dude, tell me I'm lying. Oh, you're not. This was the pacing was this so is easily, bad. I started laughing yeah. out loud at how long it was taking this for is, them yeah. to show us what was in the trailer. Yep. Yep. <laughs> This was for sure the most egregious uh, pacing moment in the movie in terms of scene, you know, one singular scene. This was horrible. These pages slowly turn for so fucking long. And then when they start to turn fast, they are turning fast for so fucking long. I turned to Taylor and I said, how long are these magazines? (laughs) That's what I was about to say. How many pages are Yeah, there's like 50 million pages. (laughs) In each magazine, they're fucking goddamn novels, these magazines. These pages are turning for so fucking long. So long. Only for it to reveal, again, what you see in the trailer, <laughs> which is, a, you know, a combined image of what looks like the nun. And then they quickly cut to the left as she hears something in the, <laughs> down the street. Because, you know, if you hear a, a paper floating in the wind... You're going to jerk your you head. You have to jerk your head. You have to. Take your eyes off of the silhouette of the nun that just manifested itself in front of you. Right. And because turn away. Paper. At that you've been <laughs> watching turn for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You turn away. They painstakingly slowly go all the way back. to. They take like a full 180, by the way, all the way back to their original shot. All the way back. Still going, still going, still going. Boom, they land in the shot, and it's still just the silhouette. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So nothing exciting yet. And then here's another, okay, yep, so now we're back to the, okay. Now we get a, a character decision that doesn't make any sense, because now we're back to the original shot, and what does she do? She walks towards the silhouette. She walks toward. Okay, here. Listen, 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 Linda. Two scenes ago, you said I almost fucking died. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> listen, Linda, and this is why you almost died. You're fucking stupid. But also, but take all context away. Take all context away. There is no none. Let's say there's no none, and and a bunch of magazine pages just magically moved in front of you, and created a silhouette of a woman. Regardless of the spooky part of this, what is the purpose of going towards the pages? If something spooky didn't happen, why did she walk towards the pages? Right. To to what? To what? To what? Touch that's them, not even them? because that's not even the direction the kid was in. Exactly. That doesn't. It's you just, have zero. Uh, you have you have zero motivation. None, First of all, none. <laughs> you have none. You have zero motivation to even watch the fr- fruition of the pages turning. Right, right. As soon as the pages start turning fast, run, run, run the other way. You fucking moron. Especially yeah, this is the second movie. You know what's going on. You know this. Like the Ugh. fact that she sits there in this spot for fucking t- so goddamn long. And then we finally get back to that anticlimactic shot. She walks towards it, and then the nun appears, grabs her, and then shows her some vision of a woman having her eyes stabbed out. Essentially, they tell this story about um, this saint, and it was like this uh, the patron saint of the blind, Saint Lucy. Saint Lucy, and she they cut they tried to burn her, and they uh, couldn't burn her. You know, they, she wouldn't burn, and then she's they, built different. Bro. She built different, and then they <laughs> cut her eyes out. 
and then she's blind. So like that, they tell the story about this patron saint. So then they show this vision and it's like, oh, this is probably what happened to this to St. Lucy. That's it. That's the whole scene. Yeah, that she wakes up on the ground. Or she, she doesn't wake up, but she she gets found on the we ground. We wake up on the ground. We wake up. We we wake up on the ground. And Sister Deborah is like, Irene. You know, um And she's like, Someone help. And I was like, the only time where the actual right decision would be to just yell for help. Right. <laughs> because she's actually in a city filled with people and there's no phones. Right, yeah. So uh, so bad. This movie sucks they, like, so bad. Here's the dude. thing. This scene is my least favorite part of this movie, and it is what the creators of the movie thought was the best part of it. Yeah. Like, I, isn't that infuriating? They thought this, they thought they really did something here. They really were so proud of this. They made it the most focal point of the marketing for the entire fucking movie was this scene, and it was the worst fucking part of the movie. It was so bad. I started laughing in the theater out loud. That's how bad it was. It's insane, dude. It's insane. So now we have another two hours of the movie left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So we got act one covered. So act two. <laughs> right. You're, you say that, but that's actually pretty true because I feel like act two doesn't really start until she realizes that it's Frenchie this whole time. Right. Yeah. So she talks to some woman and then you know she realizes, oh, it's Frenchie. She's the one who's who's doing all this. So. So we do get a scene from the school that Frenchie is working at that actually does matter. Which, by the way, are these kids in school like 80 hours a day? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Is that just me or does it feel like they're in school for so long? Anyways, um, so these girls bully her. I'm going to run through this scene because nothing interesting happens. Um, They trick her into going into this chapel that's completely destroyed and no one's allowed in there. They tell her, hey, look up at the stained glass window. Uh, there's a picture of a goat on there. They say the when the shun, sun shines through it, the goat's eye turns red. If you look away from the eye, a demon will appear or the devil will appear in the in, in a devil form or whatever. So the light shines. She's staring at it. The, little, the other girls who are bullying her run away and then they trap her in this chapel. Then she sees images of the nun. Why is that anticlimactic? Because literally nothing fucking happens to this kid. But five more times in this movie, this kid who is one of the main characters because she is Frenchie's girlfriend's daughter, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, she is one of the main characters in this movie and she never gets touched. Not a single second in this movie. Lots of things almost happen to her, but it's just like this scene was so anticlimactic because she's in this really creepy setting And all that happens is an image of the nun. And again, if you're not scared of the image of the nun, then this is not scary. Yep. And it's not. And then she walks out and they're like, you know, what happened here? And he's, you know, Frenchie's there and he's like, oh, the other girls locked her in here. And the teacher's like, "Ugh, you know, girls. I'm like, no, beat their, bro. That was my kid. (laughs) I'm just saying. Catching an elbow, bro. Yeah. Um, One of these little girls needs to get punched in the face, which she gets some comeuppance later, but. For sure. Um, yeah, so that that's this is important for the plot later. Um, cool, cool, cool. Uh, then we also get uh, we get the classic, not only classic horror movie, but also classic detective investigation shit, where you're like, we found this symbol. What does this symbol mean? Well, I got a friend in so and so that knows everything about everything that's ever happened. <laughs> They go see this, this guy. This is in the Sinister too, which is my favorite horror movie, but still. Right. Which, uh, you know, Sinister is something I thought of during this movie. I was like, 
Yeah, but it, the difference is is that the character in Sinister actually is an investigator. Like he, <laughs> that's actually yeah. his job. And I think too, like it wasn't just jump scares in Sinister. It was plenty. It was plentiful <laughs> of jump scares. Um, but uh, it was also just a lot of disturbing imagery and just stuff that's haunting and really good music. And so Sinister stayed. So there are elements around yeah. it. A good can, horror movie stays with you after the, you've seen it. Oh, yeah. That's that's really my my there is no like test I, for a good horror movie. You guys heard me go on and on about the opening scene in this movie. There is not a better opening scene in horror movie history than Sinister. And I will fight anybody on that. Damn, Dave's got opinions, folks. Yeah, so you, you you get to this this part of the movie where, yeah, the, well, we found this symbol, and hey, what does this mean? And then they go to some expert that's like, oh, this is uh, the so-and-so of St. Lucie, and uh, her whole family is blah, 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 right? So he pretty much says, this symbol is, is of St. Lucie's family. Matter of fact, all the victims of this nun, or this demon, all the victims are uh, lineage the lineage of St. Lucie's family. Okay, so they're all St. Lucie's family members and descendants. And this whole spiel is just solving everything. And then I kid you fucking not. He goes, uh, she's she's says, oh, my God. Okay, this nun is using Frenchie to uh, find something. But what do they want to find? And he's like, she probably he even says, I'm no expert on this stuff, (laughs) which, yes, you are. You just went on a spiel. But if I were to guess, I think that she wants her eyes back. The eyes that were removed from her head. So wait, they're saying that this demon is St. Lucy? They're saying that, yeah, that the demon is St. Lucy and that she's looking for her eyes. She wants her eyes back or some some shit, right? Okay. That makes a lot of sense with the rest of the context of this character in the entire universe. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, which, uh, and again, maybe I'm getting that wrong. I, I don't want to say I'm f- for sure right. Um, but she wants her eyes for the for power. She wants She's her like, eyes. Oh, yeah. yeah, she wants Saint Lucy's eyes for power. And, but then she says, "Well, how do we defeat her?" Well, Deus Ex Machina, pun intended. <laughs> God, the machine. Uh, you just use the eyes the same way you use the blood. Sequel syndrome. Exactly. Sequel syndrome. That's what I was. They said, yeah. "Oh, how do you defeat it? Oh, you just do the exact same thing you did in the first movie." Yeah, he, he literally says it. I mean, I, I was telling Dave, I was like, he might as well look it straight into the camera because he's he's like, if you can get to the eyes first, because she's like, oh, my God, she's using Frenchie to get the eyes. If if you can get to the eyes first, then just like you use the just like you use the blood of Christ in the first movie, you could use you could use the eyes in this movie. And that the eyes are like the blood from the first. It's the new eye, blood. It's the new weapon. It's the new kryptonite the you're new gonna use against kryptonite. the bad guy. I'm, I'm like, bro, just like, and, and and what's funny is this leads to this again, very detective esque movie, where her and her buddy cop Deborah are like, we gotta go. They run out of the chapel. They run in front of cars and they're like honk honk, and they're like, we gotta no, and they're running through the streets, and then they steal someone's cab and they're like, go, we gotta go here now, and like it's like again the tone is just so weird, and, and I mentioned the music being bad and the music plays to whatever tone it's going for in that scene, so the it's so funny to hear the music change and like I'm like this is the goofiest fucking soundtrack ever. Then we get a scene of Frenchie, and he is really schmoozing it up with the teacher, and uh, he's at her house having dinner. Ooh, that's not appropriate. That is not okay. That is not appropriate, unless you guys are fucking. Then it's okay. Then it's okay. But if otherwise, not cool. Um, but no, he. Uh, this scene is also really silly, because 
this is when she realizes that he's probably being possessed because he has an upside down cross burned into the back of his fucking neck. And she's like, that's crazy. You <laughs> feel all like, right, though? And it's like. And he's like, I was 16. It was stupid. It was. <laughs> uh, he's like, listen, Romania is crazy. What happens in Romania stays, stays in, in Romania, Romania baby. Uh, but no, it's. Uh, <laughs> then here's. This is so bad. I know even Taylor hated this part. And she actually is kind of scared of the nun, right? Mm-hmm. This is a copy of It Chapter 2. If you're going to steal from other movies and do something uncreative, can you at least choose a movie that also wasn't in my top, my bottom five? <laughs> True. My bottom five horror movies. They steal from it chapter two in that they look up, they turn away, they look up again and boom, the, there's a painting of the nun behind <gasps> the little girl. <gasps> and then the painting comes alive. <laughs> yeah. And goes, Rah! So scary. It I'm pops so glad out this of the demon wall, yeah. has the fucking mouth of a shark and the <laughs> voice of a, a dying dog. The sharp teeth thing is so bad. It's so bad. It's so it's bad. It's not scary at in, all. In this scene specifically, it looks like... Um, it looks like it, bro, to me. It reminded me of those little creatures from like uh, Super Mario that are shaped in a ball. Oh, like the, like the ghost with the yeah. teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, exactly. I don't know. It was just really goofy. It was. Which those are terrifying, dude. Oh, my God. It's like oh, the, nun, chilling. the nun is already not scary to me personally, but then you're animating it and making it, like you said, it's like, what are those shark teeth? Sometimes they're like shark teeth. Sometimes they're like Baraka from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, like the more you animate it and make it this zombie uh, whatever it's just like the more you do with it the even worse it gets and it was already ugh, whatever man this movie fucking sucks yeah this movie fucking sucks it's bad so <sighs> then we get the reunite re, you know they get reunited Frenchie and and they start fucking bro no, <laughs> bro, fr- no I know you said you didn't watch the rest of the first movie bro Frenchie was trying to lay down some pipe in that movie bro he for <laughs> real was yeah. On Sister Irene? Yeah. And she was like, hell no, dog. She was like, I'm a nun. He's like, you haven't taken your vows yet. <laughs> <laughs> Gross, dude. Fuck Frenchie. Bro, yeah. Frenchie's a... Frenchie, actually. Yeah. It's a pretty French thing to do. Ah, come on. Hey, come on. Sex is normal where I'm from. Come on. Where I'm from, sex is normal. Yeah, so Sister Irene and um, Frenchie get reunited. She very subtly... Uh, tries to get him to not run with the teacher and her daughter. He's like, we got to go. Like, we all got to get, we all got to get out of here. Cause the nun shit, like for real, like we all got to go. And she's like, or we'll go. And he's like, we all got to get out of here. And she's like, get the fuck away from them. <laughs> Which again, the fact that she's the first person to tell him to get away from this little girl. I mean, come on. Uh, no, uh, Frenchie's sus. Everyone knows that. Look, man, it's it's Catholicism, which already it's has a, a rap, little, right? It, and then yeah, I'm not the only one who got negative bad, bad vibes from this I'm guy. Not, in this yeah, movie. he's like hanging out with her alone in a clock tower at some point. I don't even, man. Whatever. Okay, they even keep saying they refer to him as her boyfriend. Oh, your boyfriend. You know, whatever. Right. So whatever. And it's like, yeah, maybe she's just trying to get her mom to get dick down. You know. And, uh, <laughs> She wants a stepdaddy, but 
She's like, my mom is being such a bitch. She needs to get laid. She needs to get laid. <laughs> She's being so And the only bad. man in this entire country, apparently. <laughs> right. Because, yeah. Anyways. Um, but yeah. Only man in the movie. He's possessed by a demon. Wow. He's a bad guy. Wow. 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 Men are really the victims in society. That's, dude, we don't even talk about it enough. <laughs> but we don't talk about it enough. Fuck no baby. <laughs> But instead of uh, getting any action in this movie, uh, Frenchie instead realizes that he's possessed by the demon and he goes full super demon mode. And he's like, he does. Oh, by the way, he does the smile, smile again. Let's let's keep let's keep stealing from other movies. Not steal. I understand influence, whatever. Let's keep doing unoriginal things and let's keep doing the unoriginal things that don't work. Yeah, and let's do man. the smile, smile. So fucking scary. Yeah, he does it. The nun does it when she separates from his body later. I'm like, dude, can we f- stop? Stop. And then now, now the nun, who again is an all powerful being, who is capable of killing people instantly, who has telekinesis, can set people on fire, <laughs> can uh, can resist all holiness from a priest inside of a church, is now choosing to be a mortal man. <laughs> yeah. Because that's better somehow. Uh, and then as he's like running towards the chapel to try and get the eyes because they realize, OK, maybe the eyes are in the eyes are at this school. Right. Um, she's like, hold in the name of Jesus Christ. After he just punched them into oblivion, by the way, like it's this really bad fucking paranormal activity. People flying in the air looks <laughs> looks bad, looks fake, looks terrible. Um, and just makes people laugh. That's one of the things that makes our mom laugh the most in horror movies. Like she grew up in like the slasher era. So like when she watches these paranormal movies where people fly in the air, she starts laughing. <laughs> I remember her going to go see like paranormal activity two with us. And she was the only one laughing in the theater. And I was just like, sorry about her guys. Like, she, <laughs> she's psychotic. <laughs> uh, so now sister Irene is like, hold in the name of Jesus Christ. And then this demon who, who boiled holy water earlier is just paralyzed. <laughs> Why would you say that? Why would you say? Honestly, I came here having a good time, and I feel like so attacked right now. <laughs> I feel like so attacked. Mom, come pick me up. I'm scared. <laughs> Mom, come pick me up. I'm scared. Yeah. They have Jesus. How was I supposed to know this nun was going to have Jesus powers? <laughs> like I'm just like, okay, you all powerful being who burned a priest <laughs> alive inside of a church earlier is now being held in position by a fucking handful of rosemary. Of a rose rosary. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? Rosary, rosary. Uh, um, now and then, and then the nun turns around and goes, "This bitch looks familiar. <laughs> Don't I know you?" <laughs> Wait a minute, you again? <laughs> <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> I thought you were dead. I thought you were dead. Oh my god. Oh we my god. <laughs> we have so much to catch up on. I've been having the craziest backpacking trip across Europe. <laughs> it's crazy, girl. You don't age. You look amazing. You look, by the way, bitch. Slay. She doesn't. At this point in the movie, I'm already feeling like, God, this movie does not want to fucking end. Oh, yeah. Already. Already. And we're not even, we, we've just started the third act. Like, just started it. And that's their fault that we've just started it. That is it true. It should have been, you know, quick, easy, done, movie over. But God right. damn. When you, when you think about the fact that this movie <sighs> is cookie cutter, and then you think about how fucking long it is. It just makes it even more infuriating because you're like, okay, I know how these movies go. You're supposed to be done by now. 
Exactly. You know? And so it's just like the fact that they're not, I'm just like, oh my Again, God. the movie is drawn out. It's not, that's why I said like, yeah, this is the worst pacing. When I, we were talking about the scene you're laughing at, this is the worst pacing in a singular scene in the movie for sure. But I swear to God, this third act was my least favorite pacing part of the movie. I was like, we're still fucking going. Oh my God, dude. So, so let's, then they let's knock, the, so they knock out the man. Uh-huh. So yeah, so we knock out the man, which again, that will stop this all powerful demon. All powerful. <laughs> this demon who is capable of anything, apparently. This demon who we've seen do unbelievable, unbelievable acts uh for any paranormal entity I've ever seen in any movie. But now that they've possessed a man, who by the way, they've been possessing the whole time, uh then this man's been knocked out. They are completely incapacitated. Make that make sense. Um, so then we get to go into the chapel where um, earlier we skipped over the scene, but we got to talk about it um, earlier in this chapel. We have this character who is the maiden of the school. Uh, she's the only like nun there. I, th- I think she's a nun. I don't know. I don't even know what nun really means. <laughs> right. Um, but anyways, she's, she's definitely like the, the figurehead of the school. Like she's like essentially the principal, you know, is what it feels like. She had a son who died in the chapel. That's why she keeps it locked. There was a bombing um, during one of the wars and then her son died in the chapel. As soon as they tell us this, Taylor says her son's going to kill her. <laughs> That's what she says. Like she says her son's going to kill her. And then right after they tell us that her son died in the chapel. We get this scene of the little girl in the movie. Her mom, who's the teacher is walking up a flight of stairs and she's like calling her name. She's like, come here, mom. Well, no, no, the, she, the mom is calling the little girl's name. Oh, the little girl's name. Whose name is Sophie. Her name is Sophie. (laughs) Congratulations, Daniel. So she's walking. So the, the ghost is like, Sophie, Sophie, and then she's like, mom. And then she goes up. So she goes up a flight of stairs, looks up. Her mom is two flights ahead of her. She's like, Ugh. and then she goes up another flight of stairs, looks up. Her mom is two flights ahead of her again. Mom, mom, mom goes up another flight of stairs, looks up. She's two flights ahead of her tallest fucking building in the world. Yeah. First of all, second of they, all, you could tell they loved this winding staircase. Oh, yeah. So they, they use this winding staircase for so many, so many horror ton, sequences yeah. that are not good. And again, we talk about characters being fucking stupid. In what universe are you following someone that, you know, and you're saying, hey, Dave, Dave. Huh, I'll just keep walking at No. No. Right. Either A, that's not who you think it is, or B, um you don't want to talk right now. Right. <laughs> like so, I, yeah. I, again, it's just it, you're just abandoning human logic like, do you for think the sake you're of horror. Like you get up 72 flights of stairs <laughs> only for your heart to be like take a uh, fucking AirPod out. So, oh shit, we <laughs> oh, shit, you? my daughter. Uh, right. Yeah. God. So, I and hate then it. it's just she runs into the nun by the way. She goes into this hallway where the nun is standing there, the nun chases after her or she turns into a bunch of fucking ravens or whatever. Ah, and then ah, nothing happens. Ah. Nothing happens to this little girl. Her mom comes in. This was like deep into the movie, by the way. Oh yeah. This was deep into the movie. But then we have to talk about the funniest part of this movie, which spoiler alert for the movie for the podcast. Sorry. Spoiler alert for the podcast. This is my favorite part. of the movie. <laughs> It's the scene where the principal of the school goes into the chapel at nighttime. Uh, she has a flashlight and she's in a pitch black hallway 
And outside is the courtyard where it's completely lit. There are lights and the moonlight is bright as fuck. And she is shining her flashlight out of the window into the courtyard. <laughs> it was driving me fucking crazy. I was like, you're in a pitch black hallway and you have a flashlight and you're shining it into the only area you can actually see. <laughs> You're not wrong. Like, why are you doing this? Why do you keep flashing the flash? Because you got to set up the horror. You got to set up the horror. Again, she walks down this hallway for a long fucking time. Yep. She gets into the chapel. She looks around the chapel with her flashlight for a long fucking time. (laughs) Really slowly. And then shines a light. Oh, it's a little boy. And he ducks away. And this was the moment that I told you, like, this was the one I really, really was like, Maybe I, I, it's me, bro. It's me. I have to put myself in the right headspace. Uh-huh. I have to tell myself this is good suspense. No, if, if if another movie did a sequence like this, I might actually really like it. You know, if this was in The Conjuring One, maybe I'd appreciate it. I'm like, okay, okay, well, let's get kind of scary, right? And like the kid is like showing up behind her, and he's like just standing, and she turns around, and he's holding like this uh like this lantern that's on a chain. And then she turns around and he and the lantern just falls to the ground. And then she like turns around and I'm like, okay, okay, you know, this is kind of getting kind of spooky. And it's her son. Her son is sitting there and his head is down. He kind of does a, like a smile, smile. <laughs> classic. Uh, classic. And his face is all fucked up. I'm like, okay, we're, we're getting kind of creepy here. I can be kind of down with this. You have the nun, who, again, is an all-powerful being whose joints are completely fucked because she moves her arm and it goes... <laughs> when she moves her arm an inch. Um, and then, right when I'm just about, just about to think, this wasn't that bad. <laughs> what happens, Dan? The sun starts attacking her with the lantern. <laughs> the sun drops the lantern on its chain as if it's a fucking mace. Yeah. And then starts swinging her around and just beating her ass. <laughs> he just starts molly her. And we all started laughing. All three of us started laughing. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fucking funny because it was like became a shitty, cheesy action movie. It was like as funny as Chucky killing the teacher with the fucking ruler. Yeah. Like it was yeah. that funny. Yeah. It was so like, oh my God, bro. They came so close to doing something good <laughs> for like one second. He's like, come here, bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then at the end of the movie, so we, Taylor called it. Taylor yeah. Called Taylor it. called this way early. So shout out Taylor. Shout out Taylor. So then we get to, we're back in this same chapel uh, with the characters at the end of the movie. Okay. So we had to backtrack cause I had to talk about that scene. <laughs> we're back with the characters in this scene. Here's the dumbest part about this scene. They're trying to figure out how they are supposed to, like, they must have left some kind of way for us to be able to find the eyes of Lucy. So they have the the little girl is like, oh, well, there's like the the eye shines red when you shine a light through it on the, the stained glass window. So they have uh, one of the girls go outside and she shines the light on the thing. Pacing, pacing, <laughs> pacing, pacing. How important is it that this girl cannot shine the light through the window at the right spot at the right time? Does that matter at all? <laughs> well, let's, hey, let's yeah. play it out, Daniel. You ready? Yeah. So your sister, Deborah, I'm okay. sister Irene. All right. And you went outside and you're trying to shine a flashlight yeah. to show the red eye. Okay. All right. I'm shining. Okay. Not quite. A little bit higher. Uh, is that good? No, a little bit lower. Uh, right there. Oh, you had it right there. Up again? 
Up here? You too far. Go down a little bit. <laughs> right there. Stay right there and hold that. Stay right there and hold that. That's it. That's it right there. Wait. Hold on. Wait. I'm looking. Uh, scene. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, it, it can't, you have to imagine, in between each line is just the visual of the person moving the flashlight up and down. And then when they cut to the outside, she's shining the light in the, like... The right stain, in the go The stained glass yeah, window yeah. is not in the air. It's on the ground. It's a basement chapel. So the stained glass window is like on the ground level. She's on her knees shining it. It's directly in front of the eye. I don't know. It, dude, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's There's not a good thing about this movie. <laughs> there's not a good thing. So then she looks... <laughs> I thought this was so fucking stupid. The light shines a red dot and she looks at it on her hand and she follows it backwards on her hand until she tracks it down to the spot. And then she pulls her hand away and it's just shining on a spot on the ground. I'm like, you could have started with that. Yeah, that drove me crazy. That drove me crazy. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Move your hand so that we can see where this is literally pointing you towards. Nope, I, she follows her hand. That was so fucking stupid. It made zero sense. There is not a good thing about this movie. <sighs> then they dig up the eyes, and now we're starting act four. <laughs> God damn, I don't really want to talk about this, but we fucking have to. We'll, we'll zoom through it, okay? We're going to zoom through this because here's the last thing that we're going to talk about that actually matters, okay? It's the goat man. The goat man. That's We have to mention that. We have to mention this. So the sister Deborah, while they're digging up the eyes, sister Deborah goes and she hears the kids rustling around. She goes to go check on them and she's in the stairwell again, this fucking massive spiral stairwell. She's shining the light through the stairwell, which again, I think you and Taylor both pointed this out. She does like two full 360s. Yeah. And it's like just look at every floor while you're spinning. She looks at each floor. And then shines the light even higher, looks at every single floor again. It's just like, what? uh, Anyways, again, pacing. Just she's turning and turning and turning. The flashlight thing is another thing they did several times. Several times in this movie is there's something. Someone's looking for something in the pitch black and they're looking with a flashlight only. She's shining the light. She gets it on the top stair. (gasps) This little light of mine. And it's you can just see the tiniest little horns. And you're like. It's a goat because they said that if you turn away from the demon eye, there's going to be a monster, a goat monster. Yeah. And the, the goat is no longer on the stained glass after they found the eyes. So, you know, it's loose. So he stands up and it is a giant goat man CGI monster. <laughs> it does the, yeah, it does the mouth thing. Same as the nun. Right. And then uh, this is important because there are two main Goatman scenes, and this Three. is one of them. No, two. Sorry. Two. Two main Goatman scenes. This is one of them. This is the first one. So like you said, shining onto him, he goes, Bleh, and then he starts- Chasing them. Chase, so that, I guess that's the horror. He's standing still, and then he's like- I'm going to get you. And then chases him. And uh, we're supposed to be believe this is the actual devil. Right. So that's important, too. Um, and so he's chasing them. They're all like, come on, get in here, get in. And at the very last second, as he's about to really get to him, they right close. He slammed his head through the doorway. Yeah. And they close the doors in his face. And what's important for me to mention is that uh, the way that this is filmed, 
He's chasing him, he's chasing him, and then when it gets to the door getting slammed in his face, it's filmed from the POV of the goat man. So the doors get slammed in your face as the audience member, okay? Right. The reason I mention that is because, I'm just going to say this real quickly, the only other time they show this goat man in the second goat man scene, it's the exact same everything. Yep. And this is exact same. This is after some of the most climactic parts of the movie with the biggest sequences and the biggest action, right? Like some of it, they do the second goat man scene and it's just now it's the teacher instead of the sister. And they do the the exact same, not shot for like, yes, shot for shot. The only thing that has changed is is the setting. Exactly. Different set of doors, but it's the exact same sequence with the exact same bad pacing where it's like, why are these human beings able to outrun a goat man monster? (laughs) Why is it that these fucking regular wooden doors just completely hold back a goat man monster? (laughs) Why is it that these small children can hold a door shut that is is unlocked and opened from a goat man monster? The literal devil. And then the only other thing you get in the sequence is the scene from the trailer where the girl grabs the other girl's head. Yeah, that shit was stupid. And it was so fucking bad. Not a, It was dead silent in the theater when this happened. No jumps, no nothing. Nothing, yeah. Because in the trailer, they go, boo! Yeah. When they grab their head, but they, they don't they do it in the They boost the trailer. Oh, yeah. Version. The trailer is, fuck, is just way fucking louder than anything. Yeah. So yeah, I just I had, man. I had to mention that because I was like, you gotta be kidding me. We talk about repetition in this movie. You're using the exact same shot of POV of the goat man on the second set of doors getting shut in his face. Man, and get so the fuck just out of my saving face. Saving you CGI this, time. That's the only reason they because they don't do POV for the rest of the fucking movie. Yeah. Get get that's insulting, bro. Fuck fuck this movie. And it was at a moment, it was at a yet another moment where I was like this movie should be over. Like, yeah, why like are they we even start, still, yeah. they start the second Goatman sequence way after this movie should have been over. Oh, this yeah. fucking podcast should be over right now. <laughs> this podcast, you know what? Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it, and we will see you next time. Bloom, 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 bloom. So bad, so bad. Um, here's what happens for the rest of the movie. The demon chases the main characters who now have the eyes. The demon gets the eyes from the main character. Like she steals it from them by tricking them, completely fools them because they're fucking morons. Bad decision making, bad decision making. Bad. We should mention this too before, um, (laughs) uh, the Sophie gets a hold of the eyes from everyone and runs to her clock tower. And since this nun is inhabiting the body of her closest friend, uh, Maurice, a.k.a. Frenchie, Maurice, um, he knows exactly where she's at because he knows her little hiding spot and they start glowing and the whole clock tower starts glowing or whatever. I keep saying clock tower, whatever it is. Oh, I know what you're going to bring up. Yeah. Oh my God. So it starts glowing yellow. It all starts glowing yellow and then the the fucking, like you can hear shaking because the whole clock tower starts to shake yeah. as the demon is being affected by the presence of the of the eyes. Yes. And so now you get a shot of uh, Sister Irene finally waking up from her getting knocked the fuck out or whatever. And she is looking up and she sees this happening and she she's staring at what's happening. Then she looks at the camera. <laughs> Might as well, right? And she goes, the eyes. 
<laughs> and it's, Dave immediately says, it's a tomb. <laughs> it's a tomb. <laughs> OG fans know what's OG up. OG fans know what we're referencing. Um, yeah, the eyes. The eyes. You gotta love when characters in movies just say shit out loud alone to themselves. L- love that. Love when love that happens. It. Love it when that happens. I love it when they realize, hey, everyone who watches this movie is a fucking moron. So there's no <laughs> way they'll know that the sister knows it's the eyes. Unless the, she says the eyes. The eyes. And how did the audience know it's the eyes? There's the no way for them to know. And don't worry, we'll get another one that we're getting into it right now. Here we go. Yeah. So the uh, demon steals the eyes from them. Gotcha. Now, Hoodwinked, now the nun who is now both inhabiting the body of Maurice and existing as her own entity. Now she has the eyes. Yeah. So now her eyes now are Now she yellow. has the eyes. Again, she can teleport people. Like, she can, she's completely She can teleport powerful. Other, other people. She can levitate people. She can burn people alive. She can inhabit <laughs> the body of multiple people. She can exist in several <laughs> different places at the same time. Uh, she can kill people at will. But now she has the eyes. But she couldn't, she can't, she has to go... Hey, give me those. Hey, give me that. <laughs> she has to trick her into thinking Maurice Why is can't dead. She just and then steals the eyes from her. I, I just the whole as if she couldn't just murder everyone in the room. That's what I'm instantly. saying the entire eyes sequence. I was like, just crush their bones into dust, right? And then grab the eyes. I you or leveled burned a priest you, alive in a church at the beginning of the exactly. movie. Exactly. Since since apparently you don't want to kill the main characters, you just hey, don't want to kill them. Fine, just teleport the eyes to you yeah. since you can do that. Instead, she goes, "Haha, you can't reach. <laughs> yeah, you can't reach. Uh, give me those." <laughs> she does the equivalent of like holding a little kid's head away from you of nah, 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 boo, nah, boo. you can't catch <laughs> these you can't catch these I'm the nun <laughs> so fucking bad uh, dude yeah. so but here's the funniest part is like I kept saying this I was like oh shit dude now her eyes are yellow <laughs> yeah yeah they've been yellow the whole movie the whole movie they've been yeah the they whole do this. franchise they've been ye- glowing yellow yeah. eyes and now they're like now nah. and then she opens her eyes and they're glowing yellow. I'm yeah. Like, so she finally gets the, so the nothing's eyes. changed. They build it up. This big sequence. She's floating in the it's air. It's like fucking literally watching smile, Goku smile. turning into Super Saiyan. Like, that's the thing. It's yeah. like literally like, you haven't seen me in my full power. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, that was funny because we're in the theater. Like, boom, she opens her eyes and they cut to the next scene. And you, you said in the theater, well, that was anticlimactic. <laughs> They've yeah. been yellow the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very yeah. stupid scene. She just opens her eyes and a bunch of dust blows up. I'm like, okay, so stupid, so, man. So but yeah, we finally get a, a conclusion to this fucking long ass two goddamn <laughs> long movie with horrible pacing. So uh, the demon tries to do to uh, Sister Irene what she did to the priest in the beginning. She floats her in the air. She burns her. She doesn't burn. We're like, oh dang, she's probably uh, the descendant. Like we all fucking knew forever uh, the descendant of Saint Lucy. Lucy. Um, we knew that since the moment they said her descendants have run away, they said that her lineage is the reason why she's a demon hunter. The, there's a lot of things that very clearly lay this out for you. And then now what's happening to her is what happened in St. Lucy, where she's being burned and she's not burning. Okay, so they drop her to the ground. And then just in case... They play everything that's happened in the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. They give you every single line of exposition that they gave you via fucking dialogue. <laughs> Again. 
<laughs> in this wait, wait. scene, so that the main character can go. Dave, you hear that? Dave's me. Dave, you hear that? Is that the is that the saw music? Is that the saw music happening? Oh my god, it is. Oh my god, they're doing the recap doing where the they recap show clips thing. from the movie. They're doing the re they her descendants have <laughs> run away. <laughs> She was burned, but she didn't burn. The eyes. The <laughs> eyes. And then it's a scene of her mom, and her mom is like, I'll always be with you. You have my eyes. You have my eyes. You have my eyes, dude. Speaking of a specific you know body. R.L. Stein said, uh, you know what Jack Black, as R.L. Stein once said, every, every great story is consistent of three parts. The beginning, the middle, and the twist. So we get the twist. And we get this recapping of everything that's happened in the movie. Um, love that. And then they pray over the wine so that they can turn the wine into the blood of Christ. And that's what I was meaning. We get another one because she the wine starts pouring out of the barrels and she looks at it and she goes, the wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they mentioned earlier that like, you know, the like sister Deborah doesn't believe in God, uh, which I don't know why you're a fucking nun, but OK. <laughs> Uh, and then she's, so she doesn't believe that we're, they're drinking the blood of Christ. And she's like, well, you just have to pray over it. And then it becomes that as long as we believe. And so when the wine is there, yeah, sister, I believe Irene anything goes, called wine, the wine. So the wine. then they go and pray over the wine and then they kill the demon. Happy. Ending. She should have said the wine. And she's like, blah, blah, blah. it's not working. No, not that. You whining. You need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, she should have been like, the wine. She's like, yeah, bro, I could use a drink. I honestly. <laughs> Girl, saying it is not the time, day. but honestly, I get it. <laughs> I, I, uh, If you wanted to have some, I'd understand. I'll, I'll have a glass. I'll have a glass. I'll have a glass. <laughs> but then I seriously, I got to go home. It's, it's getting late. I don't want to. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the last scene of this movie yeah last scene is uh, uh them w walking with a l now limping maurice and he sees that tomatoes are growing from the ground from what he planted from what he planted and then as he walks he's like okay well thanks for everything not even actually by the way doesn't thank them at all not really yeah th this hey, thanks for saving my life he says it he, he, he says, says it when he first wakes up yeah. after after the nun goes away. But here it's like the teacher, the daughter, daughter Sophie and Maureen, and they don't say a word to uh, sister Irene. And uh, they're walking away and she is looking at him at Maurice while holding her rosary as if to say, I don't know about you. I don't know if you're fully exercised of that demon, which we know he's not. Because at the end of The Nun 1, they show the scene of Ed and Lorraine Warren talking to the, an audience at, at a lecture about how they did an exorcism on Frenchie. Mm -hmm. So we know he's still possessed because we and then that in that scene is when Frenchie gives the vision to Lorraine Warren that her husband's going to be killed by the nun character. So we know that he's still possessed already. You know, that's the problem with a franchise like this. That's a problem with a multi-timeline go back and forth bullshit, you know, t thing like this. We know these things. And then, you know, also oh, the, at that lecture at the end of Nun 1, that's the lecture that the woman from The Conjuring 2, I believe, is at, you know, when she meets the, the Warrens. So we know that they're still going to be part of the story. We know friendship. We know the nun is not dead because we've seen the nun die already. We already know when that actually happens. That makes the whole point of this entire movie fucking pointless. 
You you killed the nun. You burned the nun alive with holy blood of Christ wine for no reason whatsoever. She's still alive. <laughs> She's still alive. So it doesn't fucking matter. So the, the whole point of this movie is null and void. Yeah. It's literally just here to make more money off of the fucking name of the goddamn movie. That's right. And, and that's how this movie ends. She just looks at him suspiciously and it cuts to black. But, of course, we stick around. Yeah, because the nun <laughs> will return. The nun will return. There is a post pre Mid, mid-roll credit scene. Mid-roll credit scene. Of just Ed and Lorraine Warren getting a phone call from a priest. Yep, that's the whole scene. Um, so. That's the nun, too. That's the nun, too. Uh, I already went over my least favorite part of my favorite part. My least favorite part was the scene of the fucking magazines flipping. Because <laughs> uh, the pacing was so bad, it was laughable. And it was the titular part of the movie, and it fucking sucked ass. Uh, my favorite part of the movie was when the little boy beat the fuck out of his mom with that weapon because it was hilarious. And it reminded me not to try and take this movie seriously. Nice. Um, Daniel? Uh, favorite part? Least favorite part? Least favorite part of the movie was the last act because I've already been so... Fr- Wait, what about the gold man, though? The, <laughs> the, final, fantastic. the final act was so frustrating already because I'm like, wrap it up. <laughs> and... Uh, I've already had to deal with this for what felt like two hours already. So the fact that they spit in my fucking face and continue to draw this last act out, it it just automatically earns my least favorite part of the movie. So final act, least favorite part of the movie, suck my fucking dick. And then uh, favorite part of the movie, low key. My favorite part of the movie is the sequence where you see Sister Lucy get stabbed in the face. The little vision she gets from the nun. Uh, I think that if you took that sequence out of just cut that out of this movie and made it like a, a teaser trailer or whatever, um, I think it looked pretty cool. It was a cool sequence. Oh, it yeah. Was very brutal. It, it, it kind of reminded me of like gave me the same vibes as like the new Sabrina series in a way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen any of that or not, but it, it was shot in a very like, similar way, like very colorful. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like it's both colorful, but still dark because of the, the yeah. sharp reds and the and the it's red saturated fire. Yeah. But yeah, but very saturated, essentially. Yeah, that that shot, that tiny little one second sequence was the best part of this movie. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Filmmaking wise. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, the score for me is easy. I'm giving this one a none out of ten. <laughs> I'm giving fucking it, zero. I'm giving it none. I'm giving this a none out of ten. Um, yeah, I think I would give this a two out of ten, maybe one point eight. Yeah, it's better than Spiral. I don't know. <laughs> it didn't piss me like it, it like uh, Spiral didn't piss me off. What as movie much was as more self aware, Spiral or? Or the nun too. <laughs> Again, you're you're pretty close. Because we gave the spiral a one. That's why I'm asking that. Right. Pretty close. And you're going one point eight on the nun. Yeah, because the filmmaking is better than spiral. The filmmaking is better than Spiral. It's better than Possession. The like I would watch, though. I would watch Possession again before I watch this. It's that boring. That's why I gave it a nine out of ten. Right. I, that's actually I agree with that. If, if I had a friend who was like, "Okay, I heard your Possession episode. This is fucking crazy. We gotta watch this movie." I'd be like, "All right, fine." Yeah, yeah. But if they said that about the Nun too, I'd say no. It's not worth it. Right. Because it the Possession was bad. This movie was boring. 
which, yeah, which it's, it's bad and boring, which just makes it terrible. That's why I'm giving it a none. And that's why it's the worst rated movie in all of, because again, this is the sequel to a movie that was in my bottom five. Had I, had we had this podcast when the nun one came out, it would have been a zero out of 10 too for me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, this is a bottom five. I think one of the worst horror movies I've ever seen. That's the sequel to that. And sequels are worse than the first of every movie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I'll give rarely it a, ever. My final score is going to be 1.5. It's going to be 1.5. Well, you heard it from us first, folks. 1.5 out of 10. Welcome to the spooktacular month of horror. Actually, month 0.75 of horror. <laughs> 1.75 months of horror. Um, seven weeks of horror. Seven deadly horror movies. But if you think about it, folks, our last two movie reviews were Videodrome and Talk to Me. So, so a little, little like prelude. Yeah, you can still get it's pregnant two from prelude. Of, you can still get pregnant from prelude. Two month, two months of horror. All right, and. Uh, we're excited to kick it off early. Uh, I hope it gets better from here. We will see. Um, but even if it's not, you know what? Let's just be, we're in the spooky mood. And just for that, we have a very special second part of this uh, of this podcast. So stick around. We will see you guys in just a moment. See you soon. And we're back to we're back. spooky part two. What makes it spooky? Because it's the Halloween spooktacular. So yeah. fuck you. It's all spooky. So fuck it's, it's all spooky. It's all spooky. It's all spooky. <laughs> so instead of just reading regular comments, we are bringing you one of our newest, favoritest segments. Woo! We're bringing you a Halloween spooktacular fact or cap. Fact or cap. With this factor cap, we're also stealing a new segment that we did with our good friend and friend of the pod, Mo, uh, where he read some comments from Letterboxd. So I'm going to take some quotes from Letterboxd, and Daniel, you're going to tell me if these comments are fact or cap. All right. Let's do it. Quote number one. Ooh, I'm scared. You should be scared. <laughs> This had the It Chapter 2 problem, where it felt like they came up with the ideas for jump scares and then worked backwards to fill in a story. Fact. Okay. <laughs> like, what's crazy about that is they worked so hard to to create these jump scares and none of them worked. None of them. None of them. None, none of, of them. them. Oh my gosh. Uh, quote number two, none of this was necessary. With the word none being N-U-N. Nice. Uh, fact. 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 Um, now, this one's going to be hard for you. Okay. Because you haven't seen all of the first one. Liked this one more than the first one. This one had a bit of Italian feel. The plot still disinterested me. Uh, and... Tessa... <laughs> <laughs> and Reed had very little chemistry. I feel like the Conjuring movies always get too big in scope in the third act, and I enjoy it less. Sure. I think they're talking about all of the Conjuring cinematic universe. Uh, do you feel the same way about this, about the, the two main characters having no chemistry? Who were the two main characters? Frenchie and sister Irene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't have any chemistry. They're supposed to be, like, close friends at this point. Yeah, no. He literally like goes back to save her life, and that's why he gets possessed in the freaking first movie because he's a dumbass bitch. 
Factor Cap, pretty good story and a lot of good scares. Personally, I liked it much better than the first one. Cap. <laughs> um, this one says, Shikaigo Dokari Vaipoop. What's up? They have a lot of non-English reviews on here. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was some kind of demonic chant. <laughs> Someone said, I think at this point, you know whether or not these movies are for you. I would agree, because I'm not going to watch another one at this point. Not even the Warrens movie? I, I like, you know, <gasps> if it comes out during a... If it's Michael Chavez, I will actually fucking riot. Right. Uh, I don't think I'll watch another one of his movies again. I'll say that. Yeah. Okay. If I see that he's directing anything... What if James I, Wan comes back? So James Wan, who's fallen off because we don't like his last two movies, what if he comes back to do the Warrens movie? Would you go see it then? I would. To see... Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is the only director in Hollywood right now that I really want to have a comeback because mm-hmm. like the thing is M. Night Shyamalan got hit like the knock at the cabin like that was kind of his comeback right like he's like oh this movie was actually decent yeah go uh, listen to our review of knock at the cabin for <laughs> further details Um, I would love to see James Wan make a banger again that'd be awesome yeah but it's like you can forgive what he did in Saw because he was the one who did that you know what I mean like showing like what happened previously and tying everything together like that thing that we make fun of all the time like, yeah, like you're doing the Saw thing. You know what I'm saying? So like that's why it's yeah. so bad in movies like this, whereas we forgive it more in there, in, in like the actual Saw movies. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. It just, it like makes me sad when I think about the fact that um, I didn't like his movies because he was always one of my favorite directors. And now this is his legacy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Right. And it's, it's tough. It really is frustrating with insidious as well, because he, at least he tried, like he was like, all right, I'm done. Like, I didn't like the conjuring too. I thought it was pretty bad actually. And then, then he's like, all right, I'm going to hand this to my partner, my writing directing partner, Lee Winnell, who helped him with saw as well. Right. All right. You, you got the reins, bud. And Lee Winnell, it makes some horrible insidious movies. But then when Lee Winnell goes makes his own separate movies not in this universe, they're pretty fucking good. Right. Like Upgrade was so fun, super creative, fun. He makes The Invisible Man, which I haven't seen. I know it's a remake, but he makes The Invisible Man, which gets a lot of actual critical acclaim and is like people really like it and it's right. super cool. Like so clearly there's some there's just some kind of weird cursed tainted thing of this universe where people can't make a good movie. After James Wan. After James Wan. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, Insidious was the one that was the most disappointing, which, again, the, the most recent Insidious one, which if you go to our Instagram, you can also see uh, the <laughs> Insidious Red Door review by me. But, um, yeah, this it was just like, I don't know. It, that was the best one, I guess, of all of the ones after James Wan, and, and it wasn't even good. <laughs> you yeah. know? So it, it's rough, man. Uh, but here's the last factor cap I'll have for you, and then we'll get out of here, okay? All right. Uh, let's just appreciate that the Farmesia sisters are getting that bag. Sure. I'm, like, in the middle on that. You'd rather them just make good movies? I'm sure they'll get paid well. I mean, the, you know, Vera just did, you know, she was in the, um, I, I said just, and now it's the Godzilla <laughs> King of Monsters movie. I don't think that was just <laughs> <laughs> COVID really fucked up my timeline. Yeah. My life, man. Um, yeah. I mean, at least they're both talented. I'll say that they're both talented. They're both, you know, beautiful. Good for them. 
And that's all we have for you guys. Thank you so much for enjoying this first <laughs> installment of the Halloween spooktacular <laughs> 1.75 months of horror. It only gets spookier from here. <laughs> Stop. I'm panting. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm panting. <laughs> no, you're not. It's not panting. Okay, I'm shirting. <laughs> we love you. We spook you. Good night. Boom.